In the next 10 seconds, you're going to be entertained, educated, or informed by this podcast. Take your pick. This podcast is proudly on the Conduit Podcast Network, relevant to our interest. Thank you for listening to Consume Only This Podcast on Conduit Podcast Network. We heard that you want to be heard. Thank you for listening to the Conduit Podcast Network. You are listening to Consume Only This. I'm your host, Irby Audio, and you are listening to the first episode of Consume Only This. A is for Alchemy. Now, this title is really awesome because we have two amazing guests, and guests are only one part of this three-part episode. Normally, it's a three-part episode. We're going to start a little light right now, start off with the interview. And interviews make up a huge part of what we do here on Consume Only This, the flagship podcast of the Conduit Podcast Network. It exists to talk with creative people in the Houston area and let the world know what we have going on here in Houston, from actors to candle makers to authors to uh, rappers and singers and artists, whatever you might do that's creative. I want to talk to you, get to know what you're doing, and let the world know that you want to be heard. Also, this podcast is for other podcasters. I want to allow people who might not know much about podcasting but kind of want to get their foot in the door to see how the market feels about what they've done so it can be a launching pad for their podcast. Um, I think podcasting is a great new medium, and I want people to be a part of it. So I'm giving a good 10, 15 minutes of my time to allow you to do your thing. Also, since it's a part of the Conduit Podcast Network, a growing network with urban people discussing multiple things like uh, podcasts like The Roommates, podcasts like Girl, You Tried It, um, podcasts like Universal Wealthcare. All these shows on the Conroe Podcast Network, but this one here is the flagship because you'll learn different news and notes about what's new with Conduit, uh, what are we doing with the podcast network overall, who's on the network, uh, any events, any uh, advertising, anything you can do to support the network. You'll hear it on this podcast here. So that is what Consume Only This is about. I really hope you enjoy the first episode featuring Candice DeMeza. She is an actress, an author, uh, a wonderful woman with tons of different talents. Uh, you'll hear a lot more from her in this episode. And also Corey Tolley, who's the owner of Alchemy Candle Company. With Candice's book, The Birth of an Alchemist and Corey's Alchemy Candle Company, you have episode one of Consume Only This. A is for alchemy. What's going on, everyone? This is Irby Audio with the first episode of Consume Only This. We have our guest here, uh, Mr. Corey Totley of Alchemy Candle Company. Say what's up to the people, Corey. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Great, great, man. Well, I'm really glad to get you here, man. I've been... uh, I've been gawking over your candles and uh, your 
design, your eye for design. Um, you, you, you're my personal, you're my personal interior decorator in my head. You know, <laughs> if I could afford uh, even the, I can't even afford Craigslist stuff right now. But no, when I get it, Corey is the man that I will be going to to uh, decorate my house. But um, Corey, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. You um, make candles, right? I uh, do make candles. Yeah. I was I was kind of looking, for, not necessarily looking for a new business to start, but it kind of happened out of, uh, I guess, on accident. Mm, really? You okay. Know? So one of my favorite things, like as far as, like in my house to create, is just mm. like an environment. Right, you know? right, so right. So one of the things I do, I like incense. So one of my favorite incense is Nagchampa incense. So I wanted to actually find a candle that was a Nagchampa candle, the scent. Mm. And so I couldn't find it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take a candle making class and make my own. So I ended up taking a candle making class and learning how to make candles. And the first time I took it, I didn't really pay attention. It was just for fun. So I went through it and didn't really take notes or anything like that just kind of made the candle came home with a candle burned it and then i still was no closer to making a, <laughs> a, <notch laughs> right. of a candle right so i said okay i'm gonna take the class again so i took the class a second time and then i wrote everything down made sure i had all my notes stuff like that and then i went home and did a little research and i was like all right i see that i have to basically take all of the knowledge that I got in this class and like order everything and get it shipped. I had never really ordered stuff online before, anything like that. So it took a while to kind of get used to the process of going online and using my credit card and being, <laughs> being safe with that and things like that. Right. You know, so. Pretty uh, cool, pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm an incense guy. I, I, I have a thing with candles. Like, I have a thing with the laziest method out I, you know I, I i have a cat instead of a dog don't want to take care of a dog don't want to have to like watch your candle because i always think of like fire and like you know the safety it's something like i always use the incense so um i i, I totally get it but uh candles are definitely beautiful and i'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of them I, I need to use them more but um um what is like your favorite scent that you've used, and and I, I don't know if you have a scent because you use a lot of different type of uh, mugs and and containers. Tell me a little bit about your thought process on uh, on on scents and and the candles themselves. How do you how do you go about that? So the initial scent that I created was the Nock Champa candle. Okay, uh, that was just kind of my own personal liking. Mm -hmm. um, that was the first one. And then, you know, I had friends come over and like the candle and things like that. And they were like, oh, I want to buy one, you know, things like that. So I was just like, okay, maybe I can turn this into a business. So I ended up starting to make candles for friends and things like that. And at first I was just doing the one scent. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to branch out and do a couple of more scents. Right now I would say my favorite scent is the second scent that I created. Hmm. It's called Bachelor Pad. Hmm. And so the Bachelor Pad is kind of the inspiration behind like my place and, and things like that, kind of. And any bachelor, really, you know, and it's basically just saying, you know, these are things that you could, would probably commonly find in like a Bachelor Pad. You know, Bruce Wayne 2017, if you will. <laughs> right. So it was uh, a collection of four scents. The first scent was leather. Mm, um, wow. So 
that represents leather chairs. Mm -hmm. And then the second scent was in that bachelor pad scent, or the second fragrance in that bachelor pad scent was cedar. That hmm. represented cedar floors. The third scent or fragrance in that scent was tobacco, and that represented cigars. And then a little bit of vanilla to kind of tie all those strong scents together because individually all those scents are very strong and kind of mm -hmm. overpowering, but when they come together with the vanilla, it kind of it, it works really well. Wow, that's, that's a really um, great uh, blend. I need to smell that one. Uh, you brought it with you? I did bring it. Uh, I need I need to give that a whiff before I, before you leave. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, what about the containers that you use? Uh, do you just kind of go find them wherever you can, or do you uh, take orders? Or like, how how would someone you know that can they bring their own cup, you know, or their own mug? Or uh, I see you often use cups and mugs, so I kind of yeah. based it off that. So. The way that I started making candles, I started making like a small jelly jar candle mm, because that okay. was the one that I made in the class. So I was mm. like, that's probably the easiest to duplicate. So that was the first one that I started with the jelly jar candle. After that, I kind of, I'm I'm just kind of a, how do you say, like a, a student of design. I, mm -hmm. I love, you know, vintage things. I love like kind of going back in time. I was raised by my grandmother, so it's like that that vintage feel always kind of comes through because living with her, like there was always vintage stuff, you know, vinyl records and mm -hmm. old furniture and, you know, things like that, that kind of take you back to, you know, a different time. So um, the first, that was the first was the jelly jar. The second thing that I started doing was those were vintage whiskey jar candles. And the vintage whiskey jar candles were made from were made from whiskey glasses that I found online from antique dealers and also from not just dealers, but like if I like found them like shopping or things like that, I would use those. The ones that I find I usually find online, eBay, Etsy, vintage sellers on Craigslist, you know, a, a whole variety of, of different places. Mm -hmm. So with that, I take those and I started making whiskey glass candles. I wanted to kind of step above like just doing the jelly jar candles because a lot of people have jars. And once they burn the candle out, then they just throw the jar away. Mm -hmm. So I wanted it to be kind of twofold and you'd be able to use the candle after or the candle glass after you burn the candle out. So it's kind of two gifts in one. Hmm. You also get a 1950s. 40s, 60s, vintage whiskey glass to also drink your spirits out of after you burn the candle out of. So, so the all natural, no toxins or whatever, uh, they can yeah, drink out of it afterwards. Absolutely. It's 100% soy candle. Mm, okay. Um, it is a scented candle. Um, it's non-toxic, eco-friendly. You can burn it around your babies. You can burn it around your dog. It's not going to you know, upset your allergies. Also, if you have asthma, it's you know, a good candle to burn because it doesn't, you know, irritate your bronchial. Right. Um, like paraffin candles. Paraffin candles are usually made out of petroleum or it's a petroleum byproduct. Mm -hmm. And they, petroleum or paraffin candles usually have to burn a lot hotter than soy candles in order to release the scent. So in the paraffin candles, they have what are called, the wicks usually have metal in the inside. It used uh, to be lead, wow. and then they ended up changing it to zinc. Mm. 
Mm, okay. um, which both are still considered toxic. They create like the black soot that kind of burns off when you light the candle. Sometimes it gets on your walls. Sometimes you breathe it in. You know, just a whole host of stuff that I didn't want to bring into my candle line. Great, um, great, great. So the name of this episode is uh, A for Alchemy. And uh, the first episode, and and why did you go with that name, Alchemy? What what does that mean to you? What I, I'm new to that word, you know. So uh, kind of talk to me like I'm in, in third grade. What is alchemy, and how does it apply to your candles? So when I was looking for a name for the for the uh, candle company, I, I kind of wanted to go a different route than just kind of like Corey's candles and things like that. So when I started looking for names, it was like I was going through like the A's and I was just trying to like think of things that kind of resonated with what I was doing, you know. So I came across the word alchemy and basically alchemy kind of predates chemistry. It it has a a lot of uh, spiritual aspects to it, but it also has, you know, some scientific aspects to it. So, one of the things that alchemists do, or wanted to do, were they wanted to change or transmute base metals like iron and lead into noble metals, which are considered like gold and silver. Mm. Basically purifying, you know, those metals into one, you know, a more perfect metal. And so on the spiritual aspect, I guess, of it, you know, it would, you also could see that as yourself of mm. trying to purify yourself to get to the most perfect state um, so you know they take this metal like iron or lead and they wanted to transmute it into gold or transform it into gold you know and purify it so by doing so they were taking something of lesser value and then creating something of greater value. Hmm. So what I did is I, I viewed it as me taking all of these, all of these individual things like the wax, the bot, the glasses that I pour in, the wicks, the all of the things that I needed, which by themselves are less valuable, and putting them putting them together in one complete product to make it of greater value. Hmm, so okay. taking something considered nothing and then turning it into something that's considered greater. Um, wow, okay. So that was kind of where I came up with the name of Alchemy Candle Company is the, you know, the meaning behind alchemy, which it has several different meanings for several different people. But, right. I mean, that was the, the meaning that I took for it and, and took on to, to name my, my company. I need to dig more into alchemy. Uh, everyone always recommends uh, that book, uh, The Alchemist, and I haven't dug into that one yet. It's on my to-do list, but uh, I felt kind of cliche. Everyone was talking about it. I was like, let me wait till it dies down a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've actually never read the book, The oh, Alchemist. Oh, you never read the book? Okay. No. Um, alchemy Candle Company, the name Alchemy, that was kind of my first foray into it, and then it kind of made me want to kind of go a little bit deeper into it and things like that to to see what it was about um my the logo that i have is actually comprised of the alchemical sign for gold and also the periodic table name for gold which is au79 right so it was kind of like a combination of the two in order to come up with one single logo hmm. um, because it was a 
I wanted it to be a little bit of both, you know. Absolutely. And absolutely. the whiskey glasses that I pour into, usually most of them are 22 karat gold. Mm, okay. So that was like my throwback also to alchemists wanting to transform like lead and metal into gold. Right. Um, so a lot of the things that I pour, especially the vintage candles, usually have some hint of gold on them. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so I I had so altogether I have three lines. I have the jelly jar line, which that was my my basic candle for people that didn't want to collect the glasses mm -hmm. and they just wanted you know the soy candle and the scent. You know, after they burn it, then they can do whatever they want with the glass. Um, but it is a nice glass and it'll fit into your to your home quite nicely without all of the you know with with the simplicity of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second line I have was the vintage line, and that was made out of the whiskey glasses. Mm. Uh, the third line that I had was the custom candles that usually I go thrifting at thrift shops, mm -hmm. be it Goodwill or, you know, Bluebird, which is the local thrift shop here in Houston. Right, that's correct. Or, or um, the Guild, anywhere that I can find candles that I think that would, you know, be a, that would make a great candle. You know, I, I feel like when I'm looking for, like, custom candle pieces and things like that, ever since I was a little kid, I've always, like, kind of paid attention to detail. So, usually, like, with all my friends and things like that, I'm always, like, when they're talking to me and things like that, mm -hmm. I'm always in the back of my mind just kind of notching little details about them that they like or Absolutely. things like that. So, when I go looking for candles... You know, I'm usually buying candles with someone in mind. And mm. so it's always good when I can pour a candle that I've purchased with someone in mind and then I actually get to, they actually purchase that candle and I get to give it to them. Wow, yeah. So it's like kind of, so it's kind of like from thought to, or idea to, you know, fruition of this candle to actually giving it to them. So, and that actually just happened and I was, I was, I was pretty, pretty stoked about pretty that. Pretty stoked about yeah, that's that. That's pretty cool, so, man. Yeah. All right, so a question I want to ask all my, my future guests. Um, what made you keep going? Have you, have you ever had a moment where you wanted to stop? Because this show is all about motivating creators, motivating people who are creative and, and seeing their success. Did you ever have a moment of doubt, and how did you work past it? Yeah, man, I, I think I still have moments of doubt. I think everyone that is doing something that you know they want to do definitely has moments of doubt in in doing that mm -hmm. you know i've had many times where i was out of money and i was just like i ain't got any more you know time to buy any more supplies i'm mm -hmm. like maybe you know this is just not working mm -hmm. i'm just mm -hmm. like maybe i just need to like stop for a minute and things like that but no matter what happened my passion for pouring the candles never stopped it was just like mm. even when i wasn't pouring them i was always thinking about pouring them i was always like if i went to a thrift shop or if i went to you know someone's home or someone like asked me i was always thinking about it you know so mm -hmm. it i feel like if you do something that you love doing the passion will always take you further than you know your own motivation mm -hmm. you know so it's it's never been about me having the doubt because that's always going to be there mm. it's for me it's about the passion is always going to lead me to back to it absolutely you know? 
All right, so tell everyone how to get in contact with you so they can uh, get a candle. I need to get a candle. I definitely will be doing that very soon, so uh, look forward to that. But how does someone uh, get in touch with the Alchemy Candle Company? So right now, um, I do sell exclusively at Doshi House Cafe. I also work at Doshi House Cafe. Shout out to you Doshi, know, a, they're really as, awesome. As my full-time gig, but I also have candles at, at Doshi House. So if you come to Doshi House, you could definitely see some of them um, at the register. You can smell them in person, things mm. like that. And they're located um, on the corner of... Well, it was Dowling, but now it's called a Emancipation... I want to say... Yeah, I, I don't know it. yet. I haven't been uh, in a minute. But it's 3419 Dowling, which is on the corner of Dowling and Holman. Okay. On the corner at the red light, um, right next to Project Row Houses. Right, right, right. In Third Ward, Texas. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Houston, Texas, but Third Ward. Um, and so you could definitely like get a chance to smell them in person and, and purchase them there. But I also have an Instagram, which is Alchemy Candle Company, all lowercase, all one word, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y-C-A-N-D-L-E-C-O. And that is my Instagram page. If you see any candles that I post, which I usually post all the candles that I pour on my Instagram, then you can definitely just shoot me a DM. You can slide in the DM. <laughs> Already. <laughs> and, or you can not slide in the DM or and just post it on the on the on the Instagram post that you're interested in that candle and I will contact you and we can link up and get you that candle right now I actually don't have a storefront but I also use my residence mm. um, to sell candles I call it my you know residence of purveyance and purchase <laughs> oh, you know so you can definitely. purvey the candles you can smell them you can you know get up and cl up close and personal with them and then purchase them so you can do that. I also have a Facebook page, um, which is just Alchemy Candle Company as well. Um, I post pretty much, you know, all of the pictures I post on Facebook. I mean, on Instagram, on the on Facebook as well. So right. if you're not able to, you know, if you don't have an Instagram and you have a Facebook, you can always go to Facebook and, and check them out. Uh, website is coming soon. Um, my telephone number is 832-896-8154. Or you can also reach me by email at alchemycandles at yahoo.com. Wonderful, wonderful, man. Well, I, I really uh, love what you're doing. Uh, the candles look great. I need to get one up for myself and kind of get my bachelor pad going. That's a really good scent. Like, you know, that, that's a really great idea. Um, but no, I really thank you for coming out um, to... Uh, be a part of Consume Only This, a uh, part of the Conduit Podcast Network, conduitpodcast.com. Uh, and thank you for joining me, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor and go get some alchemy candles. Oh, my God. I have the bachelor pad scent at home and I absolutely love it the leather the tobacco the cedar and then the vanilla uh, it's a wonderful scent thank you so much Corey for being on consume only this now we have coming up the talented the amazing Candice DeMeza she will be the host of an upcoming podcast called girl you tried it but this interview is about her book coming up called 
The Birth of an Alchemist. Go get it. It's a really good read. So go pick up her book. It's on Amazon. It's a major, major key to success. Shout out to Khaled. So now we have Miss Candace DeMeza with Birth of an Alchemist. Go get the book. Enjoy. Welcome to the Conduit Podcast Network. A little bored at work? Remember, networking is one letter away from not working. Conduit Podcast Network, relevant to our interests. Right, welcome back to Consume Only This, the flagship podcast of Conduit Podcast Network. We have a very special guest right now. We have Miss Candice DeMeza. Did I say that right? That's correct. Okay. I mean, I was nervous about that all week. I was like, okay, don't <laughs> don't let that apostrophe. <laughs> yeah, it's a little get, tricky. Get, is, is that Italian? Is that? It's Portuguese. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's okay. A, that, that threw me for a loop. The story of that is even loopier. <laughs> Wow, you're gonna have to uh, tell me that one day. Um, I've, I've been I've been seeing a lot of people get their uh, heritage read, and I have been hesitant with that. I've been like, I'm like, I kind of know, but like, oh, it gets you should do it. I've <laughs> have done, have you it. done it. I have. Well, was it was it worth it? Oh, totally worth really? it. Yeah, really? I recommend it. Because I'm like, I just feel like. Tell me something I don't know, and I know it will, but I feel like I don't want to pay a hundred plus dollars to like Ivory Coast, you know, the ten <laughs> percent, you know, European, whatever, you know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. It'll give you some more specifics mm-hmm. about it, and uh, I went through Twenty Three and Me, so they okay. give you also. Um, carry your status for certain diseases oh, wow. and okay. traits and then they'll connect you with other people who've also taken it who you are relatives to wow it okay is, that's a little that's a little better okay yeah uh, instead of just like no you're from africa I'm like okay i, I know that like <laughs> i uh, couldn't tell with my, with my brown <laughs> right. skin <laughs> right right so anyway back to uh topics at hand um, how are you? I, I I haven't seen you in forever. It's been a while. Um, I forgot how how did we meet? I forgot how we was it was it at the park? It was. It, 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 was. it was at the park. I think I saw, <laughs> yes. I think I saw you and your friend. Like we were um, was it Manil Park? It was yeah. Manil because that's the only park that I go to. Like. All the time. I haven't been there forever, but I like to go there with my fixed gear and pretend that I'm hip. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was there, and I was like, this park is a little devoid of skin rub. I was like, ah, and I, I looked, I was like, hey, there's a you, you and you and a friend. I forgot, I forgot who you were with. Um, I couldn't. T- I've taken. <laughs> everyone <laughs> to that park it is now known as the hippie park because apparently that's how i'm perceived and so no, no. 
It's a magical park. And that's pretty cool. And uh, I think I saw y'all there just hanging out. And I just walked over and started rambling like I do. And, um... Yeah, yeah, the rest is history. I, I don't I don't remember what I said or what. It, it was just a really random Tuesday. I, don't, I can't remember, but that was a few years back. But um, I'm glad we stay connected. I'm glad you were doing your thing and I'm doing whatever it is I'm doing. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel weird talking about myself and, in a, in a, like, I'm doing big things. I got big things popping. Like, you know, pretty modest. But. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel the same way, but uh, I'm going to shamelessly plug everything, <laughs> everything. today. All, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> Talk about all the things. What are you What are you up to? What, um, well, tell us about what you do and, and, and whatnot overall. Like, who, who is Candace? Candace. Um, holy moly. Um, I am an art entrepreneur mm. at this point point i am an ex high school teacher oh yeah and uh, <laughs> recently quit my job to pursue all artistic endeavors and uh, that included self-publishing this book birth of an alchemist uh, available now on amazon.com <laughs> plug <laughs> shameless plug. there will be so many shameless so plugs many. <laughs> so get out a pen or pencil take some notes um in addition to that, I do theater as well, mm -hmm. professional theater. I'm in a show right now in rehearsals for a show that opens March 19th and runs until April 20th, I believe. Mm. And that's at the Ensemble Theater, 3535 Main Street. And the show is called the Nakarima Society. And uh, we are redoing a show we did in 2012 because of audience request. They requested the show. They voted on it, and they chose the show out of uh, 40 years of shows. Wow. And so it's an honor to be back reprising my role. And so you were in the original one. I was, oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I, I was like, okay, did they put you on after the fact? Okay. Yeah, I was great, in the great, original. Great. I'm a couple years older now, and I'm playing an 18-year-old, but we won't <laughs> disclose how hey, much older hey, than that I am. No, definitely not. Definitely not. That we won't tell. Well, that's awesome. Um, how, how does it feel to leave an impact on people like that? Like, I know, I know you kind of have to kind of give you a good, good vibes, you know. It's nice. It's a nice bit of validation. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's really humbling because yeah. uh, you do a show and you hope you uh, did the best that you can do and. After the show's over, you think about a million things that you could have done differently, but that's just the nature of art. It's right. You're always progressing. And um, to know that the audience felt that way about it was mm -hmm. very, very humbling. And mm -hmm. so um, just hope that they don't regret it <laughs> when they see, <laughs> see it. And there'll be some changes. And mm -hmm. I've had some years to develop as an actor. And so I'm excited about a chance to get to redo and and make improvements and deepen and uh so yeah it's 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 quite humbling anytime that you do art and people like it that's always nice have you ever done like have you ever done art and people didn't like it how did you how did you take it like how do you how do you take artistic and failure is subjective, but yeah. how do you take it when things don't go so well? Because my job here, like, I really want to get in touch with the creative spirit and motivate people to be more creative and to, you know, release their, their inner gifts and talents. So how do you uh, how do you get over that hump, you know? Hmm. Um, 
my mom told me she used to tell me something like tie a <laughs> sounds terrible but <laughs> tie a string around your neck and basically she just means don't swallow what people tell you wow um and so i think for artists especially because uh what you do is so public and mm-hmm. so people kind of forget that you're sensitive is can mm-hmm. I curse or is that a well, yeah, no, no, feel free. okay <laughs> i was like I don't know. uh yeah you're sensitive as fuck about yeah. what you do and so yeah. um people do it to celebrities all the time but they forget like you are a person and being that open doesn't mean that you're not still vulnerable. I haven't had too much criticism because people are really nice. I generally assume they're lying to me. <laughs> right. um, Same, man. I'm like, yeah, like you missed that third part where I didn't. Yeah. But yeah, no, I totally get it. I just, uh, I think uh, I have a healthy detachment, positively or negatively, from people's feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, I basically don't value anything people say um because then it gets to be a trap and so basically i i'm try to gauge it on how did i feel did i like it did i do mm-hmm. my best what can i do better next time what right, did i right, like right. and and i just try to separate and just keep it pushing as far as that goes so do you have a mentor do you have someone that you look up look for look up to in all different aspects or do you just have a strong um kind of just resolve within yourself um i artistic mentor i have had people who i feel like have groomed me and given me Mm -hmm. some opportunities and um uh for example jason nodler at the catastrophic theater Mm -hmm. he keeps putting me in plays and i never understand (laughs) why um but just because i respect him so much and i think like what you you think i don't suck i I don't know um but i really developed a lot there uh chrisandra thibodeau with 14 pews just looking at as a woman especially like the art that she's created that has such a social impact i really respect her um my mom of course because you know your mom is like everything um but uh as an artist i guess a lot of it is Really just a lot of me and what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I do have children, so there's always this balance of, you know, uh, sometimes trying to find somebody you can look up to who has a lifestyle similar to yours because I don't have hours to devote to only art. I've got right, right. two kids who, like, demand that I give them stuff or, like, CPS gets cold and it gets to be really hairy. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not... You know, and then they have to have to pay for therapy in the future, and I don't really want to do that. So, um, so I don't have too many idols like that, but there's been a lot of Houston artists that have really given me a form or believed in me and um, helped me to grow. And Eileen Morris at the Ensemble Theater is another one. So those people have been really impactful for me. Really cool, really cool. Um, so you're not a Houstonian. I, I guess I have a little background. You're not from Houston. Where, where are you from originally? I am a Californian, born and raised. Wow. College, <laughs> grad school. Wow. I am from a town called La Puente. It's in Southern California, okay? <laughs> and then I moved to Los Angeles. Mm. Then I uh, went to college at Long Beach, moved to Long Beach, uh, moved back to Los Angeles, lived a bit in the valley in Tarzana. Um, but as far as I call it, 
the three L's, La Puente is where I was born, it's where mm. I was raised. I feel like I am Mexican for all sake and purposes because that's, that's my home where I grew up. Los Angeles and Long Beach. Those are like, those three are my homes. So, I guess the obvious question is why leave? Like, you know, you, you I mean, it, it, you have... Houston is a great place. I love it. And, and I want to make it a better place for the arts. But, um, and I love, we have a great art scene. I mean, you know, it goes yeah. without saying. We, we, you know, Houston, well, you do have to say it. Houston is a really <laughs> great place for the arts. So why leave all of those L words for, you know, Texas? You know, what, what made you leave? Um, the cost of living. I mean, uh, okay. yeah, you yeah. know, you pay for the weather for sure. Yeah. And uh, that's insane. You pay for the weather. Wow. Like, who would have thought, right? You're paying for the weather and beaches and uh, beautiful people. But um, yeah, so that that's basically why we left. I mean, um, I love California. Mm -hmm. It is a bit uh, heavily consumerist and mm. can be a bit superficial, but um. I was excited to take a leap and move mm -hmm. Houston took a couple years for it to grow on me. But <laughs> once you figured it out, uh, Houston does have a really thriving art scene and thriving yeah, theater scene and a lot of talented people here. And because it is such a strong economy, I feel mm. like it's bringing people from everywhere. Yeah, 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 and, um, and so I do really love Houston and I do, I would like to be back in the L.A. market, but I mm -hmm. can't say that I'd even want to live there permanently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I heard somewhere they said, uh, if you can't make it in Texas, you can't make it anywhere. And I was like, wow, that's a really good thing. And, you know, like people in the entertainment realm want to, oh, let's go to New York, let's go to L.A., let's go to maybe, you know, another place or two. But, um it's really Texas really isn't thought about that, but like if you can't do it here, if you can't open up a business in a in a city like Houston, no zoning. I mean, we have one of the we have what the second largest theater district in in uh, United States, and yeah. I mean, heck, what you're competing with World Stage if it's that big. Um, so if you can't do it here, then what are you gonna do when you get to the? You know, if you're not hustling out here, what are you gonna do when you get where everybody's hustling? Oh man, so, yeah, it's, that is true. Yeah, a lot that of people don't look true. at it that way, and I look at it, you know, glass half full. So, but um, but I guess when you're born here like me, you you wouldn't mind, you know, going. You got to kind of see what the other left and right coasts are talking about. Definitely. So you have a book in your hand. Tell me about your book. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, I need to pick up a copy, and uh, it is called. It is called Birth of an Alchemist. Ah, okay, okay. Very interesting title. That's the title of uh, this episode is all about alchemy. A for Alchemy is the name of this episode. Um, why that title? You got to, you know, never judge a book by its cover, but let's let's go. Let's dig deeper. What, what, what do we have here? Um, the original title for the book was Tragic Magic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, so, it's delightfully goofy. Like I love, I love it. Okay, <laughs> it describes my life. Um, 
oh my god my life is so much tragedy and so much <laughs> magic and so i just felt like that is the title i'm kind of glad you changed it because like <laughs> oh man okay that, that's that's a good one i'm <laughs> tragic magic tragic okay. magic where you're just like oh everything's so fucking magical and terrible <laughs> and awesome i don't know how to feel um, but the book is um it's actually, I keep a, a, dir- a diary. I don't call it a diary because that sounds like I'm a prepubescent girl. <laughs> Bobby Williams. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't like me today, but it's okay. Tomorrow I'm going to wear a shorter dress. Um, so uh, I have a journal and I um, process my thoughts and confess things that are important for me. And I've done that for quite a few years, but most notably the last three years. Uh, I've been really adamant about keeping up with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of it was my journey through some really, really difficult times. And I felt like people should have access to that level of authenticity mm-hmm. of what really goes on uh, with a lot of people. And I feel like if we were a lot more open and honest about that, we would see that we're all experiencing just similar levels of the same thing. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uncertainty, really down moments, really happy moments, moments of clarity. Um, and so I went back through these journals and saw that in the middle of all this like terrible, shitty pain, there was like really beautiful words and i mm-hmm. guess um when my life sucks i'm really poetic and so <laughs> it's like i'm i'm gonna put these all together in a book wow. and i did i was inspired by naira wahid she has a book called salt and it's just mm. prose it's short but mm. really impactful when you'll spend a day like thinking about two lines like whoa <laughs> yeah yeah i love that i love oh. that yeah so I, I, that gave me the idea that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And so I went ahead and combed through these three years of journals and assembled it all together and um, put the dates there. I didn't change any of the words. Hmm. So uh, are, the name, are, the, are the names in names there? Have, I have omitted names oh, okay, to protect good, good. the not innocent. <laughs> Um, but a couple people, I'm sure, when they look at the dates, they go, no. they're going to know it's you. Hey, I'm Taylor Swift. It's fine. <laughs> oh, um, wow. Okay. But uh, I think it's interesting because it is my diary. And so, and like, I guess, most um, poets or prose writers, this is not for, it wasn't written for entertainment when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a lot more authentic than I probably would have been had I known when I wrote it, people would read it later. Mm. Um and the title, Birth of an Alchemist, since Tragic Magic was taken. Um, <laughs> oh, it was taken. Yeah. Uh, it was like a group, a music group called Tragic Magic. Uh, and I was like, no, you can't be good, number one. And anyway, but um, maybe they're good. I should go listen. I'm sorry for listening. I didn't mean that. I don't know. We're coming for that name. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this name was also not taken, Birth oh, of an Alchemist. Okay. But I realized that in my writings, I write a lot about magic and alchemy, which, um, like he said, alchemy is changing one base metal into a higher order right, metal. Right, right, right. Uh, or, as I call it, changing shit into flowers. Or, oh. as I call it, my life sucked, so I wrote a book. And so, <laughs> and to me, alchemy is like uh, recycling. Like, you mm. have broken pieces, you make a mosaic. Um, my mother is an alchemist and she uh, that that woman will 
attempt to make anything out of anything and i have to go i have to tell her that tonight like mom you're an alchemist you know yeah i've been i've had you wrong my whole life like, <laughs> yeah, you are gonna do something with those sweet potato pots in your kitchen like you are going to do so well, you just didn't see the yeah, vision yeah, exactly she had. exactly no but i think you're very brave for one reason um because in this age of, i hate when people say in this age of social media like you know but no, in this age of social media, we only want to exhibit the good times. We only want to exhibit the times where we're flossing and stunning and having a great time and yeah. oh, me and Bay are in love and all that. And <clears throat> other people, unbeknownst to themselves, and some people may be self-aware, they mirrored themselves. They 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 base their lives off of what they see and. And some people, ba- I, I, I've been I've been guilty of doing it. We base a hundred percent of our life on the top ten percent of someone else's life. Yeah, and it's and seeing the seeing the good, the bad, the ugly in your book really is brave because people don't want you to see the bad. I mean, it, it, it's and that's a beautiful thing. You know, a lot of people don't have that kind of bravery. Thank you. I, I'll take the word bravery and not naivete or stupidity um, because I it's true. I after as I was working on it, I really believed in why I was doing it. The moment that I published it and people bought it, hmm. instant regret, like <laughs> instantaneous regret. <laughs> And then I thought, okay, I've got a week before they get it. In a week, I'm just going to like start fading out, um, which I, I still feel like I feel very vulnerable um, because... It's your diary. Like, it's literally like your diary. It like. is my diary. And and uh, I do have a story. Okay, wait. So there I did include a couple love situation things that okay. I, you know. Ooh, okay. <laughs> And uh, the dates are on them, and and <clears throat> I just assumed I was like, none of these guys would read this. Like, right, it's at a all. book. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, it's a book. Like, who, exactly. what dude is gonna read a book? Yeah, and because uh, there's no pictures, that's offensive. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm, I'm not. Don't don't wow. send me letters. But uh, and then I got a picture on my phone, and it was like, hey got the book oh no that's not good (laughs) but i don't think he'll know which parts about him and if Uh, he's not if he's listening he won't know that i'm talking about him right now you getting real specific (laughs) (laughs) uh dante Uh, Uh, his name is not (laughs) jonathan <laughs> but uh, uh, anywho, no, but um, I'm pretty sure everything you went through was uh, helped you become the the person you are today. Um, what do you? Where do you see yourself going as an author from here, or do you just? Is that going to be just a part of your? your cipher of of, of of creativity are you gonna kind of work on other things um or are you gonna focus on one of your skill sets um so, uh, so much of them are tied in together absolutely absolutely so um 
the book was one step. It's like a project I've had in my mind, but finally just needed to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm working on a second book, but nowhere near autobiographical. Uh, okay. or, Is it fictional? Um, it's actually, it's a book of like affirmations. Uh, oh, great, but great. There's a, I'm into that. I'm there's into a that. spin on it because, you know, because <laughs> I like to curse and also, <laughs> so there's going to be a spin. But um, so I'm working on that. But this book... Wait, wait, wait. Is it going to be called, like, Cheer the Fuck Up? Like, <laughs> that needs to be... The, like, like, that needs to be a coffee table book, like, at Urban Outfitters. Like, hey, cheer the fuck up. Like, like get... I just like, want to know if that's copyright. I, I, need, yeah, I, I need to. We need totally to re- take that. No, no, I, it's a gift for me to you. Um, you. <laughs> yeah, double check that. But, uh, but no, no, I, I, that's a, that's a great idea. I always have a twist in it. I've always been a big fan of uh, a twist in there. Uh, I guess a, a, a child of Tarantino, like hey! throw, throw a twist in there. Yes. <laughs> so, um, actor, author, anything else that you uh, that. Yeah, um, the book is part of a larger project mm. that uh, is called Blessed Thieves, mm. um, and it's three parts, and I'm working on the first part, which is uh, a documentary, a short documentary about women of color and depression, mm. and it'll be all interviews, and interwoven through that documentary will be um, pieces from my book. And I'm really excited about that. We start shooting on the 26th of February because a big part of um, my book, Birth of an Alchemist and My Journey, was feeling really, really isolated because I think social media does have a huge effect on it. I hate to say that because it's cliche, (laughs) but it's true. In a world where everybody now is so focused on airbrushing your life and filtering your life, uh, it's very isolating when now you have to go into public spaces and say like i'm not okay and even our language it doesn't like really validate you being all open and authentic Mm-mm. in public spaces how are you fine if i answer that honestly yeah i do that all the time and people get creeped out i'm like the regular oh, how you doing i'm good and i always ask if you weren't would you tell me you know right. and, and people like People, most of the time, we were like, no, I wouldn't. I'm like, okay, like, and that's fine. But I think opening up that that border, oh, breaking that border, and then no walls, Trump. I'm sorry, breaking <laughs> breaking that breaking that border down, um, and and just asking a question like, are you okay? I love it that um, I mean, I don't love when Kid Cudi <laughs> went to rehab, but oh, uh, yeah. when when he went to rehab, I don't know who started this uh, hashtag, but like, are you okay, man? You know, like it's just like one. And I know your uh, your your um, project is dealing with with women of color, but uh, men of color especially, we need stuff like that. Uh, but. Um, just asking your brother, are you okay? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do you need to, like, I'm here to talk to you. Because young men of color, especially black in the hip-hop realm, which we, we're almost all consumed by to some degree, um, you know, mental health is just non-existent. I mean, it just, it, it is really sad that, that, that someone has to go to rehab for a breakdown to make a handful of us even think like let me ask my dude who's been sad all week are you okay like let's sit down and talk do you need me to come through 
and that's that's really important. So what you're doing is great. Um, I I. I, I'm, you know, my family has suffered from depression, and I probably have a twinge of it every blue moon, but nothing too bad, thank God. But um, that's really good that you're opening up that 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 topic. I'm really excited about that. Thanks. Great, great. Um, what do you think that will kind of wrap up? Uh, looking probably in the summer, probably be released in the summertime or so, or yeah, if, or you're not sure yet. We have a tentative date. Um, for a space so we're thinking hopefully to be done with post-production and editing so that we can have a release may 21st and may 22nd that's right that's right um and the book release i'm gonna have a book release party april 5th at leon's lounge okay Um, that's uh on mcgowan right it is okay okay, great great great. uh main and mcgowan in midtown and all of these things you can keep up with me on my facebook page facebook.com slash Candice Demeza, C-A-N-D-I-C-E-D-M-E-Z-A, or on Instagram at Candice Demeza, same spelling, and and that's it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the, the film and the book will coincide, so I'll sell the books and the movie, will, you know, the, the documentary will involve those two things, and then I'll have the book release, and then I have the plays, and... Um, it's like a multimedia extravaganza now that's a lot of people are going toward that direction like multimedia just like not just having a film not just having music not just having i mean just kind of the full experience and thankfully in this age of social media (laughs) it is is very much possible and uh and probably not as expensive as it used to be so um and and because you have your book on what's the website that that can find your book at uh my book is on amazon.com of course big and big big company there Mm -hmm. and it's also available on create space which is the company i self-publish through Mm. and it's a division of amazon as well so it's on the full amazon platform or create space and i guess uh around april with that book release i'll have a few hard copies on me and then see about independent bookstores in houston dropping a couple copies off there right i know a couple of independent bookstores so we'll talk about that off the air so no but it is really great um but before i leave um i kind of asked you before but what would you tell uh, someone that's creative someone that's a young artist and they motivate them, you know, like what does someone, what would you tell yourself, you know, 12 years, I don't want to tell your age or even get, you know, in the club, but you know, let's say about 12 years ago, what would you tell yourself then to keep on going? Cause a lot of people just frozen in fear, you know, tyranny of the moment. They, they yeah, I know it's, uh, it's heavy. I, I, I battle it. I think we all battle it. So what would you tell someone to keep on going and push through instead of, you know, you know what? I'm going to be an accountant like my mama told me. I'm just, you know. Ooh, yeah, that's hard. It is. Because money is a real thing. Uh, so money real. buys nice things, uh, too. Man. Um, But what I would say is... Art is a legitimate contribution to the world. Say that again. Art is a le- oh, did you mean art is a legitimate contribution to the world. Um, it is a calling, just like every other profession. And you know the beauty and curse of it is, if you are called, it will haunt you until you finally give into it. Oh, man, and um, real life. Depending upon one's spiritual beliefs or non-spiritual beliefs. Um, 
you really do have to pursue your purpose because your purpose is your value. And you have to trust that when you are operating within your purpose, the money and all of those other things influence, especially because you don't often need money. That's what I'm learning. Uh, influence will get you so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where money can't get you into, but influence can. Um, and so I think for any artist, you have to commit yourself to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You do have to, you have to have a really good hold on who you are. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only thing that you can offer. Everything you want to do has been done a million times and much better than you'll ever do it. <laughs> oh, God. Getting- and that's the tough one right there. I think knowing that there's someone always trying to take your place, someone that you, places you'll never get to, mm-hmm. and being okay with that. You know, yeah. like that, that was one of the biggest ones for me. Just like I know, and I saw this podcast network, I'm like, I know people have. 10,000 views on one episode and I'm just like I, I'm good with 500 right now I want 600 next month but you know I'm good right. and so yeah that's tough cause I mean uh, you know like I hear people talk about Aaliyah and Beyonce uh, but I'm like the thing is nobody would ever be Beyonce yeah, because yeah. there's only one and nobody could ever be Aaliyah ever. and the only thing that each of us has to offer this world that is actually different is your unique gifts and your unique weaknesses. And I think we're often taught that the things you're good at is what's going to keep you. And actually this book is my testament to this is me sucking at life. (laughs) Um, Every single thing that you have is usable, what you're good at, Mm -hmm. what you suck at, because all of that together makes you unique like William Hung how many like the guy from American Idol like he sucked and he sold you know and I I just think you know we have to expand our mind to this idea that you just pursue it regardless pursue it and then other thing I would say is um, you have to have a business mind as an artist Mm -hmm. Um, art for art's sake is great but money is also a thing. So <laughs> yeah. you have to find a way to monetize what you do and you have to value what you do. And that contribution is worth something in a mm. marketplace. And so I don't think for the art, you should ever lose sight of the fact that, hey, I'm giving you a good, whether it's a good feeling. I am giving you a good and I deserve compensation for that in any way. Mm-hmm. And I think artists need to... Um, operate their art like a business and learn how to do that as well but art is legitimate you should pursue it if it's your passion i don't think you should expect fame and fortune but i think you should expect that if you pursue your purpose everything in the universe will accommodate you and provide for you absolutely absolutely i i couldn't have said it better myself um i want to thank you for coming on the uh first episode of consume only this uh is that title too intense my friends are telling it's a little intense <laughs> no can i read one? Oh yeah yeah of course of course oh no no I'm, yeah sorry guys yeah. i have a favorite one i'm gonna read you the tragic magic one <laughs> please do that. that's gonna make me happy as a person okay good but yes. it's it's oh i should read a happy one this is actually like a this is like a really sad No, one. no, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, <laughs> no, no, no. We can't end on this note, though. No, no, no. Go ahead. Be my guest. You it's go. my favorite. Um, okay. 
So, again, this is from my diary, so I didn't edit this for, like, cuteness. So, I apologize if you want to kill yourself after. Don't do it. People love you and support you. Okay. Tragic magic. I want to run away. Far away. Light years away from what it means to be me. Leave an insurmountable distance between me and what it means to be a woman. A black woman. My experience is marked with tragedy. They say we are magic. <laughs> tragic magic all the men in my life hurt and i hurt with them our relationships are the marriage of pain and fractured love the men with strong shoulders and rough hands love in their hearts but ghosts in their words it's me i think i'm always a four-year-old and still don't understand he sits across from me and i don't know him this ghost of memories i run a cemetery full of dead dreams murdered happy endings I've buried so many versions of myself so many times. The funeral procession never disassembles. What will become of my sons? June 28th, 2016. Okay, I swear they're not all like that. That's really <laughs> sad. But I swear, wow, there's was... a happy ending. I'm here, I'm alive, and I'm smiling, and my hair looks great. But <laughs> Your hair definitely is popping. My <laughs> hair definitely is popping. No, that was that was excellent. Um, I need to go apologize to every woman I know. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I don't mean to, you know, be the pain. Of your, no, that, that's great. Um, ah, man, that that really a, a, a moment in time, a moment that you experience can really make you reflect and make you realize that you were both someone's uh pain and happiness you know that um when when Maya Angelou died she like I I wasn't crushed until I until I saw a, a clip that she did with Oprah oh and um when 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 a, when a famous person dies I don't listen to their music I kind of like I kind of like let their art die with them. I know it's kind of weird. I mean, if it comes to me, I'll listen, but I don't like, oh, you know, when Prince, I wasn't listening to his music all day. I just kind of like l let the feeling happen. So I didn't really like go read uh, Maya's work and all that, but I was watching TV one day and she said, you know, as a human, I'm capable of everything. I'm capable of murder. I'm capable of of creating life. I'm capable of happiness. I'm capable of of uh, saving a life of 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 the worst and the best things because I am a human. And she said it eight thousand times more poetic than I just did. But that really made me think about your your poem and how uh, the men in your life and and the people in your life have at that point kind of you know done you in, in a negative way and it reminds me as a man that we can uplift and we can you know harm and uh shout out to hurt bay you ever heard about that <laughs> 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 all just came to hurt bay i went to maya i went to me i went it all came back like i'm sorry yo like i've been thinking about like oh like we are scum man like Dudes are really whack out here, man. Dudes are really whack. I would agree. But I would also say that, listen, on the other side, 
That's the so most pain. trifling women. <laughs> like, you, you think so? Oh yeah, I, I, I like, I'm a feminist. Like I, I, I cape for women way harder than I cape for dudes. Like oh, I know some. Let me tell you what. <laughs> In the right mood, you shouldn't trust me with anything. <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like my Angelou. Like, don't people think like, oh, Candace, you're so like. Listen, if you Savage. only <laughs> savagery a hundred, like, don't, don't push me. Like, oh, I mean, we all have the same capacity, and I think men get a bad rap. Um, I think men get a bad rap on. I'm not going to say it's undeserved, but also the society kind of creates that because, like like you said, there's no space for men to be vulnerable. No, or- none. Like, I, I, I'm dead inside. No, 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 I'm not dead. <laughs> but like, no, like, I'm... It, it, it's like it, As emotional as I am, I still find it hard to express how I feel, you know? Yeah. Um, because you always think... That one time you let it all out, someone's gonna be like, "Ooh, you're like, no, nah, you're doing the most. I'm out, you know, like, and it's, it's, you, you, you don't know when it's too much. And as a man, when it, you know, we, when it rains, it pours. So you know, we really uh, don't know how to let y'all know. I mean, not just y'all as women, but the world know. You know, right. we, we, we don't, we don't know. Yeah, and then black men especially. So it's kind of like. You know, just picking on the men when you understand the society is kind of like not giving you an out. And then we expect you to be able to, you know, treat us at a certain level or communicate and feel. And but then, you know, and then I know a lot of women who will then say, girl, he cried. (laughs) I can't deal with no soft ass man. I'm like, but but you want him to be soft to you. And then you. Also, so uh, I'm not ragging on men or women. I'm just saying that we have a collective kind of ain't shittery going on between all of us that we all need to fix, you know? Yeah, we do. We do. And one day, it'll all make sense. Uh, not today. <laughs> not tomorrow. But one day. One day. It'll all make sense. I'm going to wrap it up. And I uh, appreciate you coming through. Um, Thank you for having me. I no problem. No problem. Speaking of music, I'm going to do something special that I don't even intend on doing in the future, really. But uh, here's a sneak peek of the music. That'll be the introduction for one of Conduit's featured podcasts. Uh, it's going to be called Universal Wealth Care. And Universal Wealth Care is going to be a self-help podcast that's going to deal with health and wellness. It's going to deal with personal finance and other investment tools that will help you better yourself as a total person. The first episode of Universal Wealthcare is going to feature Andre Notice, who is a real estate agent. He's going to give you the rundown on getting a house, what to do with your money before you get a house, where to find the best properties, where to go, hopefully to him, uh, for your real estate needs. Keep an eye out for that podcast. It's going to feature someone different on each episode. And they're going to host it. They're going to kind of take it to where they want to take it. We have a lot of great people coming up for that podcast. I really hope you enjoy it. But this song I'm about to play right now is called Universal Wealth Care. And that's where I got the name for the podcast. But it was a song written by my man Q45. He's a uh, 
rapper. He's also a financial advisor. And he has a lot of, like, oh, man, I love this guy. He has a thinking on a different plane than most rappers. I mean, he's a financial advisor first, but uh, he's on a different plane. He understands where people without money come from. He understands the culture. He understands people that struggle, but he's made it out through a lot of hard work. I've seen his brother work hard. Uh, oh, ever since he's been in Houston as a poet, uh, dude has really, really done well for himself, has a uh, financial institution here in Houston. He's actually my personal financer, uh, finance manager. So uh, we recorded this song together, ooh, maybe about a year ago. And it's one of my favorite songs I've ever recorded as an audio engineer. I mean, if you if you follow everything in this song, you're going to be rich by the time you finish, you know? Uh, so it, it's really dope. The beat is amazing. The lyrics are amazing. He's he's from uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. So he has that East Coast vibe. And, I mean, dude's been around. Dude's uh, been featured with a lot of different artists like Honors English and Needles, the producer that worked with Bruno Mars. So, all overall, dude is a really great artist, and I really hope you enjoy this song. It's going to be the introduction to Universal Wealthcare, the podcast coming up with Conduit Podcast Network. Cooking coke, right? You won't believe the applause that the bars get. I used to turn one to seven when I'm chefing. Gave niggas the method. Show them how to get started. Even square niggas all in. Damn, that brother Q boss, the hardest nigga bars retarded. So if y'all gonna go that hard for the lawless, I see y'all do the same when I talk about these markets. Oh, shit. Dow Jones and the Nasdaq compounding interest. Fuck with a cash at investment. I can show you an investment. That's when a decade passes. You can show me where that check went. Cause that Lexus long gone. Probably traded it in for that next shit. Gotta keep up your freshness, right? But that car no for something. My month will be a hundred grand now. If invested, I'm checking If you can use an extra hundred grand right now, I mean right now, raise your hand. And if you can use the same in the future, don't be stupid. Make a plan. This watch losers wanna talk about our welfare. But me, I wanna talk about our welfare. And since they think we an abomination, I'ma call this piece the universal welfare. I really go to them swap meets, the Wall Street bully. No one can stop me. Volatility's up, my portfolio choppy. Might gain a little weight, but my portfolio stocky. Where I'm from, the standard is poor. Now I'm checking the standard and pours. Banging SP, watching the SP get so high it can over. Dose. Half of y'all sleeping, the rest of y'all comatose Trillions in black dollars and most of us is overbroke Just a future and hard labor like the water broke Don't let them fool y'all, life is cruel y'all The white knocks the black off the green, life's a pool hall So if y'all wanna stay in tune, I can school y'all I get how the whites move, I'm the cue ball Go to the riches, make sure you bring your map with you I'm headed to Dubai with this adventure capital If you can use an extra hundred grand right now I mean right now, raise your hand and if you can use the same in the future, don't be 
talk about our welfare And since they think we an abomination I'ma call this peace the universe talk 401ks and the matches IRAs and the taxes Roth IRAs, the masses Life insurance, the maxes FICO scores in the brackets But the fact is Niggas just wanna talk about ball rappers and ratchets Damn, keep doing it for the gram when you gon' start doing it for your fam? Can't do it for your future, but doing it for your brand. Unbeknownst to you, you really doing it for the clan. Keeping us out of wealth means keeping us out of health. Keeping us outsourcing shit we can do for ourselves. Frontin' for your peers got you fucked up fiscally. Your biggest asset is your liability. And now it's costing us lives. This shit is grotesque. You wanna talk about a zone that has no flex? We keep marching, they killing. This shit is hopeless. Question You ever seen rich niggas protest? I doubt it. If you can use an extra hundred grand right now, I mean right now, raise your hand. And if you can use the same in the future, don't be stupid, make a plan. Cause lots losers wanna talk about our welfare. But me, I wanna talk about our welfare. And since they think we an abomination, I'ma call this piece the universal welfare. If you can use an extra hundred grand right now, I mean right now, raise your hand. About the problems and the name blaming Without offering solutions and game changing Sit with a planner, get your debt down some And invest the rest so you can see your gains gaining Cause some of us don't know what to do Thinking we can't invest unless we like a huckstable You can start small until you get comfortable You'd be surprised what only 50 bucks a month could do Well, we made it This is the end I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough, yo. Um, it's been a lot of hard work getting this network together. Some failures, some successes already, ups and downs, but I'm going to keep on fighting, keep on podcasting. It takes a lot from me. It takes a lot for me. It takes a lot of me, um, and I really hope it's easy on you. I really hope that everyone that's listening to this podcast uh, really takes what we learn from Candice and Corey to just keep on being creative, keep on fighting, keep on doing what you do every day, and you'll you'll make it through. Like everyone has self doubt, and that's what this podcast is about—just like fighting through that little bump in the road, fighting through that tough time to make it through the other side, even if it's not the brightest side. Just keep on fighting through, keep on fighting, and we're all gonna be all right. We all got one life to live. It's not about who makes it. They're the fastest, it's about who makes it there, and you will make it there. You will be great. Conduit Podcast Network will be great. Follow us. Follow the greatness on social media. Uh, firstly, at ConduitPodcast.com, website coming soon. On Facebook, under Conduit Podcast Network, a very unique name. So just look for us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr, um, YouTube. Just look for us. We're going to be putting out more and more content, getting into the flow of things. Really happy that you listened to the first episode of Consume Only This, the flagship podcast of Conduit Podcast Network. We heard that you want to be heard. <laughs>